Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 414. This is your guide to the geek side, and that number is a palindrome, folks. I am Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts, joined by Charlie Carden. What, 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 what? A palindrome? Isn't a palindrome spelled backwards and forwards, unlike the word palindrome? It's the same? <laughs> it's, it's like Bob. It's like Bob. Uh, Bob. Or, yeah, or, or other favorites. Like, I think, is it race car is spelled the exact same way, front and back. Hey, Todd, what do you call a guy with no arms and no legs in a pool? Bob. There you go. Yes. yes. Womp, womp. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Four and four. It's a palindrome. Uh, we are getting ready for Super Bowl weekend, the big game, I guess, or we'll get sued. Right. Uh, which oh, is funny. Crap. Too late. T- superb owl. That's what yeah. uh, Colbert taught us that it can be called safely. Yes, uh, everyone enjoys that that funny joke for the 18th. <laughs> <laughs> 18 is a lucky number. That's what you were talking in the pre-roll before. 18, it's like 47 in Star Trek. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So uh, we are uh, very excited to be talking about uh, all the things you'll get with the Super Bowl. If you aren't into the games, you get the trailers, you get the commercials, all the fun. We're actually going to make that our special topic this week. Kind of yes, look yes, back yes. to the Super Bowl and like all the things around Super Bowl. Now, we're not going to talk about the best games, but we're going to talk about things that surround or are in the Super Bowl, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, but we want to, first of all, thank our Patreon members. We're up to eight now. This is great. It's uh, crazy. We keep getting surprises. It's like, oh, somebody joined. Oh, who is this yeah, person? Exactly. We don't know. Sometimes it's a guessing game, but this is great. Uh, We have Best Buds, uh, our first Best Buds member level, which is uh, Jamie Prinky. And Charlie, you said you know who this person is. She is a friend of a friend of the show and fellow Patreon, Missy Merchant. They met down at the House of Mouse uh, uh, Con Expo uh, last month. And Missy was talking up the show and mentioned that we had this great interview with Doug Jones, who happened to have also been uh, a guest at this con. And from there, Jamie joined us. I've already reached out to her via socials and thank you for joining. And um, yeah, spread the word. Uh, I was telling uh, Todd right before we jumped on that I was recording another segment um, of my show, The Facts of Geek Life, with our Secret Friends Unite co-founder, John. It was all about Doctor Who and a, and a season of that show. And that's John's great passion. So that's something that's going to it's gonna drop next month. So love to have you join our Patreon. We're, we're cranking out good stuff all the time. Mark, Todd, and myself working together and working separately just lots of lots of cool stuff yeah and we're actually going to be recording an episode of the spinner rack which is a comics dedicated podcast where we find something and and talk about it giving a little bit more in-depth view of that comic book so that'll be a lot of fun as well so that'll be out the following week so uh something is always coming out which is great and uh yes be prepared uh, for Be what's prepared. coming next. Uh, yeah, and then um, Brendan Myers. He's a good friend of Mark and I's uh, in the account group. He's part. Of, he's now part of the Discord group as well in our Friends with Benefits tier. So Brendan is always great with questions, uh, always supportive, great person, and uh, he's a new dad. Well, not new. His his little ones just celebrated a year, so he's he's busy Newish. trying to keep every up to speed with everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and then we always want to celebrate our BFFs. Uh, this is the top tier for Patreon. Uh, we've got Sean, Stella, and Henry Nias, and Missy Merchant. Um, thank you again for your support. You folks are great. Uh, I think we've handed out all of their uh, prerequisite superpowers. Yes. Um, but we have to give Jamie their 
superpower because that's oh, their level. So my goodness, Charlie. So I didn't mean to surprise on you, but you know we're that's pretty okay. good about the gun. So that's part uh, of the job. You bet. I I don't know anything about Jamie, but you said Disney. Yes, Disney. Okay, great. So Jamie's superpower will be that Jamie will never have to pay full price for Disney price, Disney Plus. Wow, that's good. And I will say a similar power uh, is that, uh, you know, it's funny when, when Missy was down uh, at this, uh, this con, they were at the VIP party. They were, uh, they were doing the, the, the electric slide with Doug Jones and stuff. So I'm going to say uh, Jamie's superpower, close her eyes, master of any dance move. That's Ooh. a great power to have. I dig Very it. good. You got it. I was thinking the other one would be that's appropriate for Disney is like you never have to wait in lines. Like you always get first place, like first in line. The fast, fast, fast pass. Wouldn't that be so amazing? Oh, Oh, man. I can't can't even imagine. Wow. Well, cool. Friends, of course, and we'll plug it again at the end, but definitely visit patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite. Lots of different ways to jump on in um, and get different perks. Uh, but most of the levels will give you access, will unlock cool new exclusive content that we're doing. We would love to have you on board. Uh, and something that is not, that is exclusive to this show is we always like to take uh, the number of the episode that we're doing in this case, the last two digits. Uh, so there'd be a, that would be number 14. And we, we, we dig up with a shovel, uh, an old comic book cover and Todd grabbed from us of April of 1990, the John Byrne written and drawn, though I'm not sure he did this cover, but that he was during did not his do this comic at okay. all. He was, he was not a writer. Oh, or a I, was, on this. I was just no. looking, I was looking at the, the, the corner box and that's, that's, his art with She-Hulk, but yeah, you got, so this is sens- sensational She-Hulk. She is wearing like some capri pants with heels and a big, that actually looks like a sweater my wife has. That's kind of crazy, <laughs> but she's sitting on half of, uh, is that half of a salami? It's a baloney. Because oh, they're trapped say, in the baloney verse, Charlie. Oh my God, the baloney verse that is akin to the Phantom Zone, which we'll talk about in Spinnerack, uh, and uh, probably the Negative Zone as well. But the baloney verse. So yeah, She Hulk and Howard the Duck trapped in the er, baloney verse. That's very speculative. So you don't know is it the baloney verse or is this just the writer giving it a guess? And this is part one of three of the cosmic squish principle so it's a little micro arc but this is the ground floor so you know if you miss this one you're not gonna be good so what are some of like so in the baloney verse we're seeing like there's a blender there's like stuff floating in the background there's a blender salt shaker highly highly food based highly food there's a a plate there's a couple of uh uh, the the beaters you know like you like make like i'm gonna make some cookie dough or something and uh an eyeball flutter is that a, no it looks like an eyeball is that not an eyeball kid is that an egg timer what did, I, there's a lot of weird stuff no, going on here no, toaster no. uh yeah yeah so uh and and the thing is howard the duck has this weird he's like tied to these weird multi-dimensional properties for some reason kind of like the man thing is as well don't understand it myself then what is it the nexus of something the of nexus realities. of realities. There you yeah, go. So I think he's kind of tied into that too. But yeah, anytime Howard the Duck would show up, uh, weirdness would occur. And we've only seen Howard essentially once so far in the MCU in Guardians of the Galaxy, where he was supposed to get a spinoff show. Never happened. So maybe Howard will make an appearance on uh, Deadpool 3 would be fantastic, actually, because it makes yeah. sense. 
bring back Seth Green because we've seen uh, Howard in Guardians 1, Guardians 2, and then he had the briefest of brief cameos in Endgame, walking through one of the portals to participate in that final battle. Yeah, uh, this just I, I was just re-looking at who did everything in this comic. So Mark Teixeira actually did the art, the, the cover, but the actual, um, <laughs> which actually is funny because when I look at the the, the title, uh, the artist who was credited was actually Brian Boland, even though the signature says Mark Teixeira. So they can't figure it out either. But Brian Hitch was the penciler and Steve Gerber was the writer. Oh my goodness, that is crazy! Oh my Charlie, goodness, and I wow. failed. I failed this How week so? because I was so excited because I'm like, well, you know, Super Bowl, Super Pro, the NFL comic book. I was going to use that, but it did. It made it up to issue twelve. I was, oh yeah, some. It's just not meant to be. The, no. uh, the the stars did not align. But speaking of watching the stars align, you know, we happen to know somebody who knew how the stars aligned. 123 years ago. It's crazy. I am talking about our 123-year-old senior news correspondent. That would be Madam Webb down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine with all the latest hot scoops. Let's get going. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. One. Thank you, Madam Webb. I do believe you attended the very first Super Bowl. Uh, I believe you were in the stands in uh, handing out snacks. I believe at the time uh, cocaine was legal and uh, <laughs> and everybody had unfiltered uh, Marlboro Extra Reds oh my uh, so God. For, for your health enjoyment. They gave you a little step in your pep. A little or step, step, step in step. There you go. Well, with cocaine, who knows? Uh, it was the first Super Bowl was in like, uh, what, 1966, 67? 57, Charlie, if we do the math backwards. I didn't know it had anything to do with math. No, I just <laughs> I, I remember that just because it was from uh, – there was a Simpsons bit where Homer was remembering when his mom left when he was a little kid and she was going to walk out for good. And Abe's sitting watching. He says, I'm watching the Super Bowl. He says, we got to support this thing or it might not take off. <laughs> yeah, 67. 67 was the first year. 1967. My goodness. We should have should have gotten a cover from 1967, but I'm pretty happy with what we got. Oh, speaking of things from the past, I'm excited by this. I think this news dropped uh, late in the week, so it was like yesterday. Um, but we're getting a Spider-Man Noir live action series on Amazon. Yes. And that's, and that's weird because, Todd, you've always said that, oh, Sony doesn't have a good home for streaming and uh but then again it also raises the question you know sony's ownership of spider-man does it just have to do with the movies or is it also tv so it's like who's making this you know what i mean Uh, it's it's sony uh so sony essentially live action and animated film so live action film okay film because animated anything else i think is can go anywhere like spidey is amazing friends is on disney plus or whatever there you go right we're getting that with that spider-man uh animated series on the the freshman freshman year spider-man freshman year yeah so so um anyway i love this character spider-man noir has been around since 2009 uh so it predated the spider-verse which was in 2014 the whole concept of spider-man stumbling upon the fact that the multiverse is filled with an untold number of spider totems or essentially beings not even necessarily people that have spider powers um so anyway this spider-man is also called peter parker he's in 1930s depression era new york city where he's a gumshoe he's a see gumshoe no, he's a reporter of some kind uh, i'm god i'm trying to now i'm trying to remember um 
I really love this character. This was one of the first cosplays uh, I started doing back when I was in my serious cosplaying phase about God, three or four years ago. My time really flies. Um, but this is fun. But yeah, the home of this is Disney Plus. So it just kind of begs the question, um, you know, is Sony locked in? No, excuse me. This is on Amazon Prime. Blah, blah, blah. So is Sony <clears throat> locked into doing projects with Amazon or are they are they a free agent? They're like, hey, it's whoever we sold it to. You know what I mean? That's the question. So it's like, you know, because when you see things like, Paramount Plus is all stuff that's from, you know, properties owned by Viacom, you know, like the the Star Treks and the whatever. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder if this is um, part of, though, this is the second uh, program because the second program that's going to appear on Amazon that's also Spider-Man based because Silk, uh, the character yes. Silk, is also going to be a program which we talked about a little while back. So do you think that suggests that that Amazon Prime is now the home to Spider-Man television series so could this be could this be the first in a vanguard of of successful programs it sounds like they have a they've ordered multiple marvel sony shows so amazon right now doesn't mean that they're going to get more or less maybe they said we want to we want to have shows specifically with these character sets uh apparently there is over 900 characters tied to spider-man which is crazy and like I don't know how many of those characters have a lot of weight, but right. uh, well, considering the Spider-Verse is so successful, you essentially can have 85 Spider-Man shows with a different yeah. version of Spider-Man. Exactly. Yes, you could have, you know, one show. You could have one show just called the Spider-Verse and it could be a rotation of like they had that. Uh, it, it was a series that didn't make, it, but it was the it was a. Uh, it was not supposed to be a limited series, but this was maybe five years ago, the web warriors. And it was like a core team of like, it was like Gwen and maybe it was miles. And it was like a couple of like uh, Aranya spider girl and a couple of other ones that what they did is they bounced around and they were kind of quite, not really quantum leaping things, but like they would go like, Oh, there's trouble in on earth 6573 and we've got to go fix it. And I thought it was a super cool concept, but it made like eight or nine issues, which I was super bummed. Cause I was, that was one that I was like, I love this. I'm following it. And then they take it away way sucks but no i love spider-verse stuff i think it's kind of one of the best things that spider-man has probably done in the last 25 ish plus years certainly certainly ease the burn after you know the clone stuff where the clone stuff seems to be coming back just as strong in spider-man these days but the the, the clone saga back in the mid 90s which is what kind of scared me off spider-man altogether but I love this kind of stuff. And, you know, of course, we're all looking forward to um, the animated Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which we get in the summertime, if I'm not mistaken. It's like May, June. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, I'm all over it. So this is cool. I'm excited. And I would assume if this was just announced and it's live action that we're likely to see it in 18 months, maybe less, maybe 12 months. Yeah. And maybe which people and some people are kind of upset that it's just not going to be an animated series. But you know what? And it, it was Nick Cage did the voice, so right. I don't think he's going to be showing up for this at, like, right. what, 66 years old or whatever, so. Right. Yes, pe- pe- people like to see people. Yeah, nobody wants to see them. They want to see him as a so as a crusty vampire or whatever. So, oh, anyway, Todd, I'm telling you this next story, and I know I'm stealing from another podcast, but they are missing the window by not calling Fast and Furious number 10, Fast 10, your seatbelts. Boo! But... The trailer dropped. Was it yesterday or maybe the day before? Yes, but, it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap! You got Aquaman back as the bad guy. He's got. Uh, he's got. Um, 
definitely got an axe to grind with Dominic Toretto and the gang. And he's, he's coming back, and we, we've got a lot of the cast back. You know, Vin Diesel is back, Michelle Rodriguez, Brie Larson. Did I did I miss her in the trailer? No, no, no. I remember seeing her in the trailer. And uh, the trailer starts out. They're all they're all sitting around the the picnic table. And is that Mom Toretto? I thought I thought she was dead. I thought the whole thing was. You know, Dominic Toretto's brother is John Cena, who, you know, was the was the focus of the last movie. Now, Todd, you've still not actually watched any of these, have you? You've just Charlie, I've only seen the, I've only seen the spinoff, which is oh just so God. weird. It had, well, had no Dom, had no family. It right. was Statham versus The Rock. And apparently The Rock right. wants nothing to do with him anymore. Oh, but, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, him and Vin Diesel are loggerheads. They don't get along. But even yeah. in this trailer, because that was uh, crap. What was that? What was that movie called? Uh, let's say Calvin. And Hobbs. Hobbs. It was in Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Well, Shaw is um, uh, Statham's character, and he was in this trailer. So he's coming yes. back, and uh, you, you're obviously you're getting Cena back as the brother. Because um, he was yet, the antagonist in the last one, right? Cena was like trying sure to kill was, him. Yeah. It was his long lost brother, but yeah, it was he was trying to kill him because it was a whole thing or and whatever. Rita Moreno is the mom. Yeah, now that's a first, or at least it's a first that I remember. I have to ask and April. She's like, yeah. she's like 90 years old. So, like, and, she had him when she was in her right. late 50s. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, she was, uh, Rita Moreno was in the, uh, the the West Side Story from the 60s. Wasn't she the star of that film? Remember, remember I it was correctly? 50s. Wasn't it 50s? Oh, Early 60s, been. maybe? Early 60s. Yeah, absolutely. So and she's also an 80 for Brady. So she's having a Marina. Oh, my sense. God. That's so funny. And uh, they're bringing back another key villain, which is... Um, What's her ass? Charlize Theron, who, when she first appeared in the first couple, had the big, the lights, like the white girl dreadlocks or whatever. Now she looks normal. But the end of this trailer was uh, her and Letty, who's Michelle Rodriguez, just beating the shit out of each other. It, uh, Todd, it, the, the time is now. You have to slam these movies so that we can do a spoiler <laughs> cast to, about this. I have to watch 10 of them? <laughs> just nine, oh, nine. Only nine. Nine. nine, and, nine then, and go, then go see the 10th. I mean, Todd, I, I will tell you this. Sit down on the couch. Get out your laptop, do absolutely anything else, and just let it play in the background. That's all you need. You don't need this. Is not it's a, that engaging. This is this is not a very inside baseball like deep thought. Like like these episodes of Doctor Who that John and I watched for the segment we recorded. Yeah, I was just I was taking notes. I was paying attention mm-hmm. because they were very deep. There's nothing very deep about a Fast and Furious movie. You know what I mean? It's very surface level. Most of them are on my Voodoo, and if not, I think most of them are on HBO. Max. So, Todd, Isn't I put it, it to you. These, who are these owned by? Is it uh, Universal? Universal? Yeah, Universal. Well, so they're on Peacock. 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 Yeah. Will they all be on Peacock? Oh, the, and, and the Shineheart Wig Company. <laughs> Experiencing our first quarterly losses since the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 30 oh, Rock uh, joke, folks, about uh, how uh, NBC was uh, came from like who they owned and what they owned. Yeah, great. Yeah, great, right. Great Eventually shifted over to Cable Town and General Electric and then Cable Town. Um, exactly. But yeah, anyway, um, yes, this looks... Uh, exactly like what i expected and i and i don't mean that in a bad way so yeah god who else we got in this michael rooker helen mirren oh uh, my was just, the, is a ludicrous still in these things yep yep he's one of the main dudes ludicrous uh, georgiana the, the, brewster the, attract, the attractive guy who nobody likes apparently what's his name the black guy Ty, um, uh oh uh the other the other black guy yeah tyrese gibson yeah so uh, tyrese yep Nat, natalie emmanuel from game of thrones uh sun kang was han i don't know if he's, he's been Han-Louis, in his, yeah. his 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 deceased wife was a uh, gal gadot played by gal gadot God, so. oh yeah team? that's right little nobody I mean, you guys, this is, this is, this is, oh yeah, she was in the last movie. Yeah. This is a, um, just a 
cast a thousands kind of movie franchise. You know what I mean? Say about it. Well, I mean, the last movie, for God's sakes, they flew like uh, like a like a Trans Am into space or something. No joke. That was not, right. not, a, not a Trans Am. What was, was that? A little, it, was a it was a Fiero. Yeah, they flew a Fiero fact, into space. Steve Brodsky's dad was an engineer at the Fiero plant. So, fun, um, yeah. fun fact, you've had, you mentioned that the last time we talked about this. So, yes, I know. <laughs> That's why it's so much fun. I bring it up. I know. I know. Exactly. So, anyway, May 19th, Todd, I, I would challenge you to at least watch like the last two. And then we can go see this one. So call it a trilogy. How will I stay uh, 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 engaged uh, Engaged in all of these, con- like the, the, the canon? It's just crazy. Now, somebody did say that this movie apparently is retconning the fact that this is now tied to like Fast Five, where um, they, that's they, where they, Momoa apparently yeah, they, yeah. head and comes back, but he was never even in the movie. Yeah, they show it because it was that movie where they had they did a bank vault heist and they, they hooked like two cars to... Um, to an actual thing and they pulled it out of there and then the bad guy was chasing them and Momoa was this guy's son and in the backseat of the car and then at one point they they turn the cars and they they're dragging the, this thing down the road and they you all see this in the trailer he flips it and it crashes onto the car that the bad guy's in and they both go into the drink and Momoa's seen floating but then he wakes up but the dad died and so this is this is just a big revenge ploy and so Momoa's character comes back and then he's and of course you know Dom Toretto has a kid with Michelle Rodriguez and so a kid is there to be kidnapped and so uh, I'm gonna take your family from you you're not taking my family from me there's a lot of family members I mean like I'm gonna I'm gonna kidnap your third cousin no yeah no not stinky not 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 ask Dan my third cousin uh, yeah, uh, it, it, all, all I can say is I just looked at this and someone mentioned this, the fact that this movie, the budget's like three hundred and forty million dollars. Oh, my I God. Mean, what? Well, because all, all the all the, all the cards are read. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. And what's this? What's this subhead you had? There's a big there's a feud between. Oh, here we go. Yeah. What's going on? So the, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday uh, when I listened to it. I think it's um, uh screencast film cast and they okay. do like a lot of the movie news and things like that like from a lens of like budgeting and things like that um well they talked about the fact that um he vin diesel was asked who would you want to be in the last movie because apparently this is like part one of part two of the last fast movies which i don't believe because why would they kill a cash cow um, right what else is vin diesel doing uh so he said if he could have anybody he wants to battle Robert Downey Jr. in kind of like is like his the, role is almost the, like the actor, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the actor. Well, not playing himself, but like kind of like playing like a a a, a, a um like fight him cinematically, like over like a movie Elon Musk or someone like that, like a mastermind, Ooh. like an exec oh, gotcha. like that. Um, he goes because he would be great at playing a tech savvy super villain, super villain, right? Which might be a change for him because he hasn't played in a villain in a long time. Um. But it, it's funny that when I hear about that, I'm like, how much they already spent on, you know, this movie at $340 million. Downey made like apparently like $75 million in Avengers um, Endgame. Oh, the my dude, God. Dude, I don't know how you ask him to be in this movie. And I, I don't know how you much you pay him because, I mean, I he got, doesn't need the money. I got two words for you. Passion project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to work with Vin oh, Diesel. I've always wanted, I've always wanted to be, to, to be the foiled. He's a visionary. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Yes, I respect the man's art. Family <laughs> had no meaning before he mentioned it. He did quarter, like quarter mile at a time. So uh, absolutely anything is possible. All right, moving along. Now, we, we, we both, I watched this trailer after you dropped because I didn't see it when you first did the notes, but this is uh, Will Ferrell's new vehicle. Uh, that has Jamie Foxx in it. Uh, looks like it, you know the production credits include people who made the movie Ted, which is kind of feels like a spiritual cousin. So this is called Stray or Stray or Strays, Strays. and I just got to tell you. So yeah, it, this is a raunchy comedy where Will Ferrell, the likes of Will Ferrell and um, Jamie Foxx, are voicing live action pets dogs basically but they're strays and they're on the street and blah 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 and it's 100 and you get this like oh you know you get this narration as the trailer starts as uh the dog that's voiced by will ferrell like oh my favorite thing is my owner so-and-so and he you know opens up the door and is oh his owner doug he, he, and doug says oh, he's drinking beer he says get out of here you piece of burr and he throws the beer can at him so i'm like okay this is a little this is gonna this is gonna be one of those satirical films we go on to watch it and it's nothing you know eventually Eventually, Doug, you know, drives uh, drives Reggie the dog, Farrell's Farrell's character, as it were, uh, off to the middle of nowhere and leaves him. And so then, you know, Reggie falls in with other stray dogs and blah blah blah. And that's what you see in this trailer. And they're drinking beer, and then they're eating mushrooms and tripping out. And it's just like I one hundred percent think this could suffer from kind of a. Uh, not the good parts of what made Deadpool successful because yeah, you hear that story of like this mom, this clueless mom, like I took my six year old to see Deadpool and I couldn't believe it was R rated. Okay. Well, the guy is swords and guns. And so I get that, but to somebody look at this, like what's the marketing campaign going to look like, like in the movie theaters, like, you know, this comes out in a few months or whatever. Uh, and there's, you know, there's a poster when I go to see the movies, it's like, how's a mom or dad who is, otherwise kind of dumb, not going to look into this at all and take their kid to see this R-rated movie filled with F-bombs and drug jokes and and talking about dogs biting off their owner's, you know, dicks and stuff. I just think this movie has an identity crisis that it's not going to be overcome. Doesn't mean that I wouldn't enjoy going to see it because, Todd, it's it's by definition the Todd Oxtra branded, and again, we got to get this merchandise going, the Todd Oxtra branded dumb fun. Without a doubt, right? Dumb fun. Put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, I think the best way you can say this is, yes, we're going to have somebody that's dumb takes their kid to this without any doing any research. Um, right. You know, totally could happen. But this reminds me of, like, Ted. This reminds me of that horrible Sausage Party movie, which was that CG animated way too oh, adult dumbest never, movie in the planet. That uh, it I was, did not say. Uh, you know, this is essentially like the Secret Lives of Pets live action, but, like, R-rated. So it's perfect. I think this could be a, a big surprise hit. Make everybody laugh because it's it's goofy. It's not over the top. It's 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 the jokes are just like dumb jokes that made me laugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this could work pretty well. It is R-rated. I'm not sure when the last time an R-rated comedy really lit the box off. I mean, probably what right. Girls, oh, Girls Todd, weekend, this is going to land with within our summer movie oh, wager. It comes out is. June nine. Yeah, this so could, we're this could be a doom or gloom. Or, you, yeah, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to you know essentially put your money where your mouth is if you think this could be a thing. I'm saying already the the identity crisis portion of it is going to sink this. I'm going to say I think they're going to get a lot of un, uh, unintended ticket purchases. By right, kids. 
Right. And it's and it's going to be a stink because people are going to be, you know, this trailer just dropped. And again, it wasn't on my radar, but obviously it, it was on the radar of sci-fi.com, which uh, Todd knows he's not supposed to use that as a source. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, I get the feeling like if this goes a little wider, first of all, they're going to have to come up with some kind of uh, green band trailer for this, which I don't know if that's going to not underscore the adultness of it. So I just feel like this is going to be a, a big crash and burn, but I, I think it looks, I think it looks oh, just dumb, do dumb and fun. Just do, they can just bleep it, you know, just, but, but I, just I just, I, I don't know. I got a bit, you know, like uh, Han Solo was fond of saying, I have a bad feeling about this. Just don't know. Well, I'll take this over another Dr. Doolittle. I, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. So, Oh my God. You know, I, this next one, I feel like I saw this movie again, not that Long ago, but it was uh, Warren Beatty starred in Dick Tracy in the summer of 1990, which was you may, have a, you may have a McDonald's like glass, uh, yeah, from that era in your cupboard, and that could be. Uh, that movie always really had a weird, like, kind of Tim Burton Batman vibe. I don't, was he involved in that movie? I don't know, but you're absolutely right because it did have like, yeah. the weird colors yeah punchy, and villains you, look a little weird and they had the big like spawning cityscape of like new york city but it looked like it like you know it went in the distance and it was all you know with the lighting and all this different stuff i liked it warren Beatty and madonna who they were actually dating at the time and there's oh, just there's right. there's a huge age gap between them which of course doesn't mean much now i just can't even believe he he's got to be he's got to be in his 80s right i mean he's, he's not a young man uh was he born in 31 is that what it says does it uh, say that in there? I mean, Warren Beatty. I mean, he was probably. Uh, let's see. He How old is? Oh, born in thirty-seven. So okay. he would be. He's got. Uh, he's got about 10, ninety-two years old. Uh, no, that's Warren Buffett. That's Warren Buffett. It, it, it presupposed the. T- uh, Warren Beatty. Yes, nineteen eighty-five years old. So he is older than Harrison Ford, who is also still working. But yeah, I I kind of figured he was retired. Yeah, but um, it's talking about yeah after thirty-three years, so nineteen ninety, Dick Tracy is back on the scene, ready to stop evildoers. Yada yada yada, um, because the uh, there is going to be a special that airs on TMC tonight. And when is this dated? Uh, yesterday so we missed it sorry guys uh, but i'm sure it's still out there um but yeah this was one that uh, it must have been a bigger flop than any of us knew because it just went away nobody nobody talks about dick tracy dick tracy was a like a pulp comic strip kind of thing from the 1930s i, I mean i'm just off the top of my head i don't know a hell of a lot of details about it but um yeah, debuted yeah. 19 the comic de- debuted 1931 um it was a weekly strip i don't think it was actually in comic comic books. oh okay so it was in in yeah. the newspaper yeah gotcha. exactly and um it was essentially a you know he was a, a, a elliot ness is probably the best way to put it his type of persona taking down right. the mob boss they even got al pacino to be in the movie i mean how oh my crazy gosh. is that wearing well, weird it, prosthetics they had pacino not de niro but they had uh uh damn who was the dustin hoffman was in it he was one of the made-up characters in there and it was just yeah it was a real weird confluence of weird stuff going on that that whole movie i remember digging it back then but yeah i'm assuming it did not take off to any regard because you just never heard anything about it again no and and the rights i was just trying to find like i don't even know who owns the property well it's uh, and it does make a quote it says and this was the the source being GameSpot. okay uh reported uh, which it says uh reported the news suggests uh 
Beatty put this out so they can hold on to the film rights because they got to put out something or they'll lose them. Um, but he's 85. So why does he care? <laughs> You know, or, you know, obviously, whoever the the rights holders really cares about it. But my guy, he has to be retired. I don't know. Did I? Is he an 80 for Brady, too? I mean, I figured that's that's his his age bracket. Yeah. uh, Yeah. He's an odd one because like every once in a while he would like pop in with like a movie up because he like did like what? Um, uh, the the Bonnie and Clyde. He did right. that mm-hmm, shampoo yeah. movie. Oh you know, God! Would, what was that one? Maybe Bowfinger, not Bowfinger. Uh, the other one where he was a he was a politician and oh, it was no, it's not. Wasn't it Bowfinger? No, with, Bowfinger when, was the Eddie Murphy one. Yeah, <laughs> really and then it was, but it was yeah, and it was uh, in that Halle movie. Berry was Halle with Berry her, was in with it. Him, yep. Like trying to like he was a politician trying to make him cool and hip hop wise. Such right. a weird idea. Then right. he did Bugsy. Um, right, which was which a pretty was good film, yeah. and that was after this. So yeah, he's not been much in the zeitgeist of anything since the nineties. I mean, really, does it seem like I don't know? I'd have to look at his IMDb. Well, he but married I, Annette Benning because right. he met on that. So, and then it's like, yeah, so he's like an odd one because I don't remember him really. I mean, he was it was kind of considered kind of like the golden boy of Hollywood for quite a long. But his oh, it was Bullworth, Charlie. Um, Bullworth, so it was a B. Yeah, I knew it was yeah. something like that. But, but yeah, this yeah. is this is bizarre. I mean, I like the concept of Dick Tracy, but would it play? You know, would they have to jump in and do like a big updating of it to make it so? Like, would they, would they have to update something that is now nearly a hundred years old to the point that it just doesn't click anymore? I don't know. It's just it's noir, but you know, Spider Man Noir is a successor. They're looking to make a success. Well, it's so, such a timepiece because it was a time yeah. in the era when organized crime, Al Capone, that kind of made sense. Yeah. This day and age, it's now what taking on narcos and, and yeah and weird gangs, and it's not yeah, exactly it, lighthearted. Yeah, um, internet crimes, exactly. Oh boy, exactly. Yeah, but this is apparently this is weird. They did one of these interviews before where he's dressed up like Dick Tracy. They did this in two thousand nine with uh, yeah. Uh, and it's just weird because he's taking interview as himself as Dick Tracy. They yeah. they are now just doing this again. So I'm like, I would just mm-hmm. want to see what this is for like morbid curiosity because it just sounds weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this is putting this on a show that nobody ever heard of and on a network that nobody has is not going to drum up excitement for the franchise. You don't think it's going to blow it up? Oh my God. Oh, so anyway, very interesting. Okay. Well, that's the end of the news. Todd, now it's time. Got to get out that, that feeble Uber app, the Fuber. Uh, Got to get down to Nastyville, Skugtown. The geek easy awaits. We're going to be talking about some good stuff. Let's go. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting the Geek Easy, drinks are poured, and we are getting our nerd on. So very exciting times in the world of uh, the Geek Easy, because I don't think we're going to talk a lot about new things this week, but still good stuff. Yes, good stuff is good stuff. You don't uh, don't need to qualify. But Todd, you had you are one of two people that I know that has watched the uh, the now uh, finished sitcom Superstore, which it was you and it was our f- uh, friend of the show uh, Courtney Casey uh, enjoyed that show. And I was like, you know, we were finishing up watching American Auto, which was on uh, which is on uh, Peacock. And then of course they're always like, well, why don't you try watching this? Because the Superstore, I assume, was on NBC as well. Mm-hmm. 
I'm guessing. But it's also on Hulu, so we watch it on Hulu because there's no commercial breaks or whatever. But yeah, we jumped over watching it, and I, April fell in love with it immediately. So we've been watching it. I won't say at the behest of everything else, but we've been watching, you know, because they're you know 22 minute episodes. We've just been cranking through, and I think we're in the the third season now. But yeah, kind of kind of a, a wacky show. Uh, a bunch of semi-attractive people work in what's basically something between a cross of a Walmart and a Kmart and a Target in a retail environment. Uh, and Mark Wetz's butt, who is in the Kids in the Hall, is the man, the store manager. Uh, and then, yes, and then you have uh, Dina, who is kind of a kind of a ball buster of a woman, who is the assistant manager, or security boss, or whatever. And then you have America Ferreira, who's one of the main characters, and the the other, the, you know, the dude who's her will-they-won't-they-love interest or some such. And um, it, it's hilarious. I mean, I really I really enjoy it. And, Todd, you said you're – how far along are you? We are uh, on the sixth in the final season. And oh, goodness. Okay. I will tell you, Charlie, the sixth season is kind of where it jumps – the uh, yeah doesn't 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 america leave that's what april, she, april yeah was she left yeah. at the end of season five and you never oh, see her gotcha. again and, and you just feel like hmm the show yeah. kind of feels like it's now ran out of momentum but it's still enjoyable the jokes are yeah. still good yeah right the, the jokes yeah we so we see a lot of uh characters in there the young uh the uh the young white rapper is a guy who Bo. i've seen yeah Bo and his uh his you know his teenage wife was somebody who i know i saw she was on um she was on so, an episode of Ghost. She's been on a bunch yeah, of other she, like, she, roles. She was one of the various girlfriends with the, in um, Shameless. There we go. Shameless. Yeah, one was mm-hmm. one of Lip's girlfriends in that. So, yeah, but I mean, it's a show that's filled with a lot of recognizable faces. And they're just like, it's, you know, it's office humor, you know, humor from the office, but a little bit more cringy, you know. But it's just your regular sitcom. Yeah, was, we just fi- finished season two where they had the, the tornado that mm-hmm. almost t- tore the store down. And they had the the one they, they thought the uh, – the 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 older Asian man who was moving carts in the parking lot—they thought he was dead, and then he just shows up again. Yeah. <laughs> I found a foot in the wall. The, well, oh yeah, I found you, a foot. Did yeah. You, did, did you run into the body in the wall yet? I don't know. Well, they mentioned a foot in the wall, so okay, I guess they thought that, I won't, yeah, I won't spoil anything for you. A <laughs> body in the wall. That's right, because they have to rebuild the store. So anyway, it's fun, and it's actually it's on Peacock, but it's on Hulu, and I think maybe Netflix. I don't know, but anyway, you know, if if you have. Disney Plus, you have Hulu because don't forget to bundle. Um, but yeah, that's that's fun and enjoyable. And again, it's a, it's a network show, so there's you know 22 episodes, but they're 22 minutes each, so you just crank on through. So fun and exciting. But yeah, season six, you're dragging through, and it's just kind of a bummer, is what you're saying. It's kind of like eh. it, it just kind of loses its way a little bit. A little, a little yeah. the characters, their shit gets a little bit tired by that point. <laughs> A little too sticky. So, but anyway, the big thing we're obviously going to talk about this week is that we have. This, this is like with Holocron because we often have two episodes to talk about, but um, The Last of Us, because of the superb owl, which is going to, which will have aired uh, the Sunday after you're potentially listening to this episode for the first time. Uh, HBO, you know, knew what side their bread was buttered on and they didn't want to drop uh, episode five on Sunday at nine o'clock when people are, you know, watching the superb owl. So they dropped it last night on Friday. So we got to, got to get that in. Um, but again, we're talking about two episodes, um, but we're in, we're in the great Mecca of Kansas city, which is, uh, well, it's in the heartland, which is that's where superstar takes place. Do you think there's people in the superstore like hold up in the superstore and where they still have oh, supplies? That would be, that would be fantastic. Yeah. They, do so, they use so well with any type of emergency. Exactly. Yeah. So you, the emergency of the, of this, the collapse of society. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, we get two episodes worth of, um, uh, of Joel and Ellie uh, having 
you know, left the East Coast and they're on their way to Wyoming. I didn't look at a map, but is Kansas City on the way to Wyoming? Because I feel like it. Well, I suppose it could be. Yeah, I suppose, depending on which uh, you're word you're kind from. of going down south. I mean, yeah, it, it maybe the way they're that. Yeah, I'd have to look at like yeah. a Google Maps right now. To it see seems like it would be more route. of a following the uh, Ohio Turnpike and then through Minnesota, right? So, but to the way I don't know, I'd have to look at a map. But for like immediately, I didn't really recognize it. But uh, you know, they get there and immediately um, they figure out that Fedra, which is the you know uh, containment entity of the government uh, is not there in Kansas City anymore. It's like, oh, God, that's a bad thing. Well, it turns out insurgents have taken over the entire town. They're led by this not very nice woman uh, named Kathleen, who is Melanie Linsky. And I just could not even believe uh, when we were watching the um, uh, behind the scenes piece on episode five that she is from New Zealand. Thick ass accent. That just blew my mind. I didn't know. Did you know that? Hello. You still with me, Todd? Yes. Um, there you go. <laughs> yes. Uh, during the behind the scenes portion, when she spoke, I'm like, hmm, she's not from here. Yes, exactly. That was very surprising. And Melanie Linsky doesn't just sound like a very exotic name. So I was kind of surprised. Um, but yeah, we, we uh, it was it was kind of cool. We got a two parter little arc uh, with her, um, you know, figuring out that uh, she was in rabid pursuit of a uh, young black guy named Henry and Henry's, uh, you know, tween aged brother who is deaf uh, and she's relentlessly pursuing them. But these, these, you know, same two characters stumble upon Joel and Allie. They uh, form a, uh, you know, a partnership to try to escape the city. And uh, Todd, what happens from there? Oh boy. Yeah. This was kind of crazy because it was kind of like two episodes, but we did get a little bit behind the scenes of how, uh, you know, how Joel and Allie got there uh, but then we saw the um, Henry and Sam see them and how they were attacked as well. So that's kind of how they figured out we could trust them because obviously they are no uh, no friends of the Fedra team because some of their members were killed. And then um, we, we find out Henry, the reason why you, you, we find out, spoilers, guys, just if you haven't had a chance to well, listen, because it's always. a Friday, it's a crazy right. weekend, we get it. Um, yeah, right. It, it's, it's, you know, so catch up. But I mean, um, we find out that um, he was, Henry eventually, basically sold out the people yeah. that were trying to overthrow the feds, which would be um, Kathleen's brother, who was kind of like the leader of this. And it's kind of crazy because it's kind of made out that, yes, while he was the leader, essentially when he, she was the muscle. She was kind of like the, yeah. the, the evil one that had no, right. you know, she, she even in all these conversations just basically said, um, well, my debt, my loss is more important than everything under the sun. <laughs> like, right. I'm going to go and throw every resource to get yep. this one guy. Yeah, oh. And ki killing kids and stuff like even that in that, you know, in the climactic portion of season five, when they have them. Uh, they have our heroes kind of uh, boxed in in this subdivision that's right next to the bridge that they need to go over the bridge to leave. Um, you know, uh, Joel goes out. There's a sniper in, um, in, in one of the nearby houses. Joel has to go around and kill the guy. And so it's just Henry and the two kids left when obviously all of the insurgents show up to get him. And he's like, I'll come out, just spare the kids. And... Um, 
she's like, yeah, you know, I can't do that because, you know, one of them is going to come after me or whatever it is. And they're with you. And so, yeah, everybody's got to go. But prior to that happening, as all of the insurgents are coming in, Joel is, you know, in the high tower in that house in the background. And he's got a sniper rifle and he's shooting at this truck that's coming right at Ellie. And she's just willy nilly shooting a gun and not doing anything. But he snipes the driver who swerves into a house and the truck explodes and collapses into the ground. And that's when we get the real juice. All of these clickers and all of these infectives come flying out of this hole in the ground because they're all underground. They did outline this earlier in the episode that that's how Fedra managed to contain uh, Kansas City as an area is by driving all it's several years back, drove all of the clickers and the, the, the infected underground. Well, now they're back and holy crap, we get our first big scary. And this came right from the game, right? The, the, the bloater. Yes. Oh, the bloaters shit. are scary. Those are, <clears throat> those are scary bosses. They yeah. take you down. And it was neat when they showed the behind the scenes because they said, they needed to do some real people, but also some CGI because they couldn't have that many people the way it was so chaotic. I mean, it's not possible right. to have that many. There'd be clawings. So basically, they took several people, did like uh, footage of them to make it look like real humans, but and then just CGI stick it all, all of the chaos and carnage because right. they kept coming out of the ground. I mean, they didn't stop. Right. I'm like, how many? people are there well yeah i mean in some of them you even saw like one of the one of the the infected that was trying to get it ellie was a young girl mm -hmm. uh the one that and then melanie linsky's uh character kathleen finally gets her comeuppance but the the infected that grabs her was a young child so it's like they drove all the infected underground but there's still some of them who are young so it's like anytime somebody got infected they just you know kicked them down a whole like oh good luck Instead of killing them, they just drove them all underground. How do they survive? I mean, how do they? I mean, I, and I'm still a little clueless on this. Like, how do they survive? Because um, obviously, they're still. I mean, well, they're they dead. In, they're dead, exactly, right? I mean, that's the I thing. Mean, so they don't eat, or yeah, yeah. I just like what keeps them like like the nervous system. What keeps that going that they can actually move? I mean, um, maybe, and it's weird, but maybe it's it's plant based, you know. So they they get you know chlorophyll from the sun, but then again, if they were underground, but plants can grow underground too because it's a fungus well, or something. The fungus yeah. can, yeah, in the right environment. Yeah. So it is interesting. But you think when they yeah. put them down there, you think that they would have like, oh, by the way, here's some napalm or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Let's let's blow these out. So yeah, too bad they didn't. But yeah, it was cool. And that the, the presence of them all coming out underground was set up in episode. Episode four, when <clears throat> Kathleen and her main henchmen opened a door, and there was, right. this, there was this big crack in the in the floor that went, blah, 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 and they were like, "Yeah, we're just going to." She closes there, like we're just going to deal with that later. Do 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 do. And speaking yeah. of her henchmen, who by the way had the most beautiful hair of anyone I've seen in this series so far, holy shit! Um, the bloater grabbed him and and ripped his head off. So I said on our Discord, I said he's like the the thing with, from the Fantastic Four, but without the sunny disposition. <laughs> Ouch. But um, yeah, I, I'm continuing to love on the show. We got a trailer for episode six, um, which gave away that our characters do get to Wyoming. You get to see Joel's brother, Tommy again. And then, you know, it's a whole it's you know what it is, Todd. This is where the last of us meets Yellowstone. Oh, good. Yeah, there oh, you go. Speaking uh, of Yellowstone. I, I'm just waiting for it. Speaking of some quick Yellowstone news, uh, word is the show could be ending because Kevin Cosner wants out. 
Yeah, apparently his he's his career's just gone and, and like a renaissance. He makes wants to make these big westerns and things. Yeah, like exactly. That. Yeah, it's but, big. You know. But uh, another uh, and and the second be another another one of the shows was um, announced. Nineteen forty four was announced. I just saw I just saw a headline today. So uh, the uh, the the Yellowstone, the Dutton family during World War Two. Very interesting. Yes. So anyway, well. Yeah, The Last of Us has been a, has been a great surprise. Uh, Henry and Sam are characters within the the the, uh, the, the video game, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Sam was not deaf, and they changed that for the video game or for the movie for the TV series. Which yeah. I think they said that was kind of a cool idea. Add a little dra- extra drama, yeah, yeah. And this gave us a good comparison between Ellie and Joel, and then another group of characters that are very similar. And Wow, I mean, you. This show has shown me, and I think that's what was just like the game. You cannot uh, form a bond with any of these characters, or you will be devastated because yeah, right. no one's long for this earth unless you're, you know, certain characters. Not, not when you're in the apocalypse. Ooh, no. yeah. And, the, and the, the thing about this in The Walking Dead, Walking Dead would have like they would have taken like this this. Uh, uh, Kathleen, Kathleen yeah, for made a three, three, three season seasons. Arc. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was very, <laughs> I was very happy that they followed to what felt like a natural conclusion that it didn't have to be like, and now she's, you know, it's, and we kept her around and converted her and now she's a good guy like they did with Negan. So it's just, yeah. you know, yeah. But I mean, you know, this show obviously gloms onto the fact that it's a limited series. They're going to keep things moving. It's got a good basis uh, in the game for source material, but it's not uh, afraid to make little nips and tucks and kind of do different stuff to help enhance it so i'm just thrilled this is just i had no idea i would like this as much as i did so i'm fired up i love it yeah i got the game back from gamefly i'm gonna be keep playing more of it just to see how it compares and i mean myself some of that reference you could actually buy it you know and feed the feed the beast but i mean whatever you know what i'm not here to tell you how to live well i already <laughs> i already own it on an older system this is just the oh, new fancy version so i'm like you know i'm gonna play it i understand so, understand yes, yes. yes. Uh, we have not we're almost because we talked about it, april and i talked about it we're almost afraid to play it to spoil ourselves for the show so we're we, we might give it a stab after after it's all said and done yeah we'll that's, that's fair because um then you'll be able to compare and contrast to what you think yeah. and um and then if you don't even really want to and you can play it depending on the difficulty just to make it easier or you right. can just even watch the cutscenes, depending on where you want to go with it i i do enjoy cutscenes, but we'll, we'll see what happens so anyway all right uh why don't you take us home what do you did you read something old as well that was kind of what you were giving me the vibe no, no, actually, um, it, it's something new. Actually, I shouldn't lie. It's something new I picked up because I saw an author on Twitter was talking about his new book, and his name is Randall Ludowitz. And I'm like, this looks like a cool book, and it's the DC Book of Lists. And it's one of those hard – you kind of see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my screen is knocking out. There we I go. know. There you go. I can see it. Uh, but I'll have a picture of it when we do the podcast in the video. Um, but it's really cool. It's just the DC book of lists. It's a multiverse of legacies, history, and hierarchies. And it's beautiful because the cover is just lots of little heroes. And this reminds me of like where you get lots of these like weird facts and things, which are would be fun. But the it's got over 80 lists, Charlie. And mm-hmm. they go from anywhere from uh like kind of a, who really runs the world. So this would be like the power movers, like in, in, in Marvel would be like the Kingpin or this. Person. Oh, right. So it lists those. And then like uh suicide squad members killed in action. It gives a little bit of a, a blurb on them. Uh, wedding parties. People have been married uh, that are married in the, the DCU. Um, let's see. There's another one. Heroic evolution. So kind of like, Oh, Dick Grayson became all these different versions of heroes through time. Gotcha. Um, uh, then we've got Battle of the Strangest Supervillains, The Legacy of Starman, 
um, let's see when Superman and the flash race, different, different, um, versions of that race who won um mm-hmm. music masters so I, I like it though because it's it's like types of kryptonite so this is just um rather than just a like a, a we used to have the who's who or the marvel universe yeah book. this yeah, yeah. is putting in some context of like grouping things together and uh the artwork's great um just in the work i imagine to do something like this it's not easy, right? Because you've got a lot of different mm. people, little lots of different source material. Right. Um, yeah, it's great. And, and just looking at this, another one was like Supergirl goes bad in the different times she's gone bad. Um, and the the pictures are great because it's like old stuff and new stuff. And I, I think this is just very fun. The author, though, um, he tweeted out that he just finished this book for, for DC. And James Gunn uh, retweeted and said, yep, got it. Been reading it. It's great. Um, so it's cool. I mean, that, that he's being noticed, that he's being noticed. Um, and I also tweeted at him and he may eventually be on an episode of Secret French Night. What? Oh my goodness. Now we don't want to give Twitter too much praise, but (laughs) it's it's $24 US. I think I got it on Amazon for 18, but it's hardcover. It's good quality. Very cool. Very, Very nice. Good list of references. Well, cool. Well, that takes us out of the geek easy and the time has come. Uh, to stiff them on the tab yet again because I wasn't happy with service. Forget about this place. Time to get out that Air Qantas app. We're going to the land down under. Tina and our beloved mutants await, as does the superb owl trailer fest. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. The mutants been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained this week. The topic is all about the big game. And if you are not a fan of watching the football, uh, you can at least be a fan of watching trailers, commercials, and then uh, sometimes the dubious halftime shows. Um, and we're going to walk you through this. Like, you know, that we're going to talk about the, the things that are coming out this year we're expecting to see. Maybe we'll get some pri- surprises. We won't know about that until actually the game happens tomorrow. As uh, you're listening to this on Tuesday, you'll know. Um, then we're going to talk about... Uh, essentially some of the best commercials that have occurred during the Super Bowl. And then also we're going to talk about some of the halftime shows and how they've ranked through time because some I've completely forgot they actually happened. No oh so, boy. Um, we'll get kicked off, Charlie. Uh, the, this Super Bowl coming up, the biggest film trailers and ads to expect. I've seen a couple of commercials already because they have been putting out the commercials early and earlier. It's like Black Friday now. It's like mm-hmm. two weeks before right. it happens. Here it is. And it's like, I just don't get it anymore. What's the point? Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Well, it was like, you know, the big Picard season three trailer dropping during the one of the uh, U, the UFC, you know, championship game, whatever it is. Did I say UFC? Is it UFC? Yep. AFC? Fighting championship. Yes, that's what I thought. It was I mean, it was amazing seeing that Joe uh, Rogan hanging out with all those guys punching each other in the face. Big, big roundhouse kick. But yeah, we're uh, yeah, one of these listed is Fast X, which we just talked about. So it's out there. But we're supposed to get the flash. The much ballyhooed, long delayed, somewhat co- controversial um, movie with Ezra Miller's version of the character. So, uh, and then sixty-five, we've already seen it. Um, oh, this is—it's got all the UK release dates. So I guess uh, I guess how do we have to go see all these movies in the United Kingdom? So exactly uh-oh. when they occur. So that's coming out March tenth. That's basically <laughs> yeah, right. it's uh, it's Jurassic Park versus Spaceman in the past. Right. 
Right, right. Uh, Scream Six again. We've already talked about it on the show, and but it's 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 exactly what you expected. But uh, Dungeons and Dragons. This must be a new, maybe a new trailer. Final trailer. Yeah, there's, of a, this? there's a new trailer. They've they've had so many of them already, so I'm not sure exactly what's new. Um, yeah, I'll, try, I'll tell you what's new with Dungeons and Dragons. You can buy a Hugh Grant Dungeons and Dragons action figure right now at Target because I saw it. I, and I'm like, hmm, just what I wanted. I'm, I'm so yeah. They've got a whole line out right now of like the yeah. classic like '80s looking kind of versions of characters, right? Yep. If I well, they have the cartoon. They have the cartoon. The cartoon. Line. There you go. Yeah. And then That's they've got the of. characters from the movies, which I think the characters. Oh, from, from the, the, the oh movies. the movie the movie from the year 2000, yeah, or 1999. No, 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 uh, no. They've got the, these characters. So oh, these characters. Oh, oh, oh. Now I understand. Okay. No, I mean now I have to buy a Wayans action figure from Dungeons and Dragons if they have one because you know. Well, got to complete the set. It's got to be done. Uh, there's a movie uh, called Air, which puts Affleck and Matt Damon back together for a comedy drama. Maybe this is a TV show. A comedy drama about Nike's Air Jordan brand. Well, just that picture of Affleck alone. He looks thrilled. It's perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. And Cocaine Bear uh, comes out Feb 24. We've talked a lot about that. Very excited. Going to miss that one because I'll be on the cruise. But I'll be lining up to see you when we get back. Um, potential of another trailer for... Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which I'm seeing on Thursday. We'll be doing a spoiler cast next week with a special guest joining us. Uh, Guardians 3, which is a May film. May, uh, teaser, maybe something new. The Marvels. Uh, yeah, I got to get around to this one. July 28th, this is uh, putting together um, uh, Brie Larson and uh, Imam Vellani from the television series. And then um, the Monica Rambeau Let's version see. of the character. Blah, blah, blah. Too, which yeah. I'm not sure. I don't think that's her. Playing. It's yeah. a guy. No, it's a guy. So, oh, it's a guy. Well, then it's not uh, that I'm one. I'm not sure who he is playing, but maybe uh, someone from the Cree army. We have, we had Mar. Right. So Marvel is not really Mar. Well, he he was Jude, Jude Law's character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm trying right, to think of anybody exactly. iconic in that cosmic uh, I don't, Marvel I don't, universe. I don't think so. But moving on, the Little Mermaid. Again, very controversial. Uh, coming out on May 26th, uh, stalling, uh, starring Halle Bailey as Ariel Live Action. These are never on my radar. Why? Why, why remake? A, why make a live action version of a cartoon? I just, I mean, I don't know. I'm not the to audience see, to see the bad CGI animated animals. That's why. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, Todd, this is for you. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts on June 9. Maybe a new trailer. Maybe just a recycled I hope trailer. So, and I hope it's decent. I'm, I'm yeah, maybe. Gotcha. A uh, new Pixar film on uh, June 16th is going to be Elemental. It looks like there's like a matchstick yep. and a guy made out of water. Sounds great. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Boop, beep, beep, bop, boop, boop. <laughs> Coming out on June 30. Uh, maybe we'll get something new because uh, we've already seen a trailer. Creed 3 is uh, comes out next month. So again, Todd, you I know that's, that's going to be first, Charlie. So I got to do the I got to do the Creed movies. Then the Fast okay. and Furious movies. I know. You better get on it. So oh um, some weird uh, – it says advert, so you can tell that this is obviously a British article. But uh, a, a Breaking Bad-themed one for popcorners, uh, chips and popcorn, uh, a clueless rehash uh, with Alicia Silverstone and Alyssa Donovan for Rakuten. Don't know that Rakuten? one. Yeah, Rakuten? It's, a, it's a it's they sell stuff like uh, I think yeah. Amazon does. Uh, I was gonna say that that Breaking Bad commercial. It's pretty damn funny. It's got yeah. the two main stars with, uh, oh, okay. with the old villains, and they're pitching it. It's really well done. Oh, I did not gosh. watch the Clueless one yet. Um, I did see the next one though, the John Travolta singing um, oh, "Summer God. Nights" uh, oh, with no. our two friends from Scrubs. From Scrubs. Oh my gosh! It's not a bad commercial. It's it's cute. 
Yeah, let, let, let's skim through this kind of quickly and try to pick out uh, Pepsi ad with Ben Stiller as his Zoolander character. Perfect. I, I could. Uh, the Paramount Plus one was Sly. This one's been out for a bit, but you do see some Star Trek characters on it, which I love. What yep. else? Uh, we I got? saw the John Hamm, Brie Larson and Pete Davison selling uh, mayonnaise. Oh, my God. Uh, rock stars, Ozzy Osbourne, Billy Idol and Joan Jett, uh, Hawk the software from Workday. These are just getting sad. Uh, Sir Elton John doing Doritos. Okay. With Jack uh, Harlow and Missy Elliott. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, a plug for the show Peacock, which I've been enjoying. Uh, Netflix and General Motors. Mm, Google with Amy Schumer and Doja Cat, who's a rapper. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. And Melissa McCarthy for Booking.com. So, anyway. Oh, Avocados from Mexico. Who's in this one? Anna Ferris. Well, she could she could use a good press. She's yeah. like, yeah, because she's not really in stuff anymore. So, so anyway, there you go. Like very, uh, we're not going to probably hopefully see any crypto ads this year. Thank God. Those are the worst. <laughs> um, yeah. But it looks like they're leaning into the comedy, which I think are the ones that always go the best. Oh, sure. The, the other ones that are more too serious, they just don't play. It's like, what's it doesn't speak to anybody. Uh, but I, yeah, there, there are some good ones least looking coming up. And, yeah. um, I did watch the rock stars to work day. That's does our HR system at general mills. Um, oh. <laughs> and the, the joke is oh, like, you yeah, th- Charlie, you're a sales rock star. And then the rock stars are getting mad that people are being called rock stars. It's pretty funny. Well, speaking of getting into the next segment, speaking of the best Super Bowl commercials of all time, you said, oh, the funny ones play. The first one uh, on this list, which I would argue could be potentially the most iconic uh, or so is taught, um, you know, in in advertising classes, which I took back when I was in school, is Apple's 1984 commercial from 1984. Uh, where they that was that was rolling out the uh, the was it that rolling out the Mac or the Mac two? It was and the it was all just, new Mac, yeah, yeah, so I guess was, Mac one, yeah. Very highly stylized around George Orwell's famous novel. Um, and it's, like I said, uh, still resonates forty something years, you know, almost forty years later. So kind of crazy. Yeah, this next one's kind of weird because I don't really remember this one. Mm-mm. It's We Will Rock You by Pepsi, but it had Pink, uh, Enrique Iglesias, uh, Beyonce, Britney Spears as like yeah. gladiators. And it was in 2004. So uh-huh. sure. I don't know. I'm not a big like pop like solo singer fan right. boy. So I know they're yeah. they're all great but yeah um next one right. is pepsi the cindy crawford ad i think we is all remember it, that one is this the one where she sang and it was absolutely it was got it was got no, awful this is 92 okay. this is the one where she's very attractive and buying a pepsi she's um, she yeah. was just very attractive and they said that they they recreated yes. this a couple of years back and she's yep, still exactly. stunning so yes yeah. uh hey kid oh the mean joe green uh coca ad. ad from yeah. 79 yeah where he says hey kid catch the jersey they spoof this of course and uh family guy where he's hey you're catch this and then the, he throws the rest of the clothes at him too <laughs> he's right not appropriate for a kid yeah not just, appropriate. A, just a feel good commercial you meet your hero and he yeah. you know, kid got something nice for him because after he lost the game and right. then he gets a jersey so it's a feel good you know 1979 there you go yeah. i love it the volkswagen uh the force commercial from 2011 with the pint side the kid dressed up as darth vader trying to that was do, great that was like yeah, star wars stuff, was yeah. kind of kind of not a thing yet like, coming back again because, yeah it was yeah. pre-disney just pre-disney yeah yeah. Well, anything Star Wars felt kind of special because you didn't get it that often. So that one right. really made the mark. Yeah, exactly. McDonald's uh, 93 showdown spot with Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. A friendly shooting contest for a Big Mac. 
whatever. Why would these oh, guys? Oh, it was great. It was they were, they were like it was just a competition like off the net, uh, back and yeah. forth, nothing but net. Right. It was a fun one too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fundamental. The uh, the Snickers uh, Snickers game uh, twenty ten commercials. Mike, you're playing like Betty White out there. That's not what your girlfriend says. So was this one of those? You're kind of you, you, you're not you when you're hungry. So this must have been one of the yeah. first one. Yeah, uh, and, and there was a, there was a bunch White. of those that were really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lollipop Guild from two thousand for FedEx. Um, God, we were just talking about the Wizard of Oz on something and about the the, <laughs> the horrible making of that movie and all the people who were died and maimed. So. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, I don't. Uh, oh, the Super Bowl ad was subsequently pulled off the air because it showed the inhalation of helium. Whoops. Yeah, Joy Pepsi from 01. Brittany. She's Brittany, yeah. bitch. Oh yeah, my that gosh. was her time to shine. She was big there. I mean, I'm going to go and find some more iconic ones. I always love the old Spice commercials with what's his name? The handsome guy, handsome man. Those oh, ads I, were hilarious. You know, like I, I'm a I, centaur I, uh, yeah. taking yeah, a shower. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. Let's keep skimming here. Oh, uh, is this thing? Oh, Hilltop Reunion. Is that the one I'd like to teach the world to sing? Oh, Coca-Cola. yes. That was a big it, one. And it was it was heavily inferred in the last episode of uh, Mad Men that that was uh, in this fictional universe written by Don Draper. So he was the one who created it, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Nike's Hair Jordan. If that has anything to do with uh, Space Jam, I don't want to hear about it. Monks by Xerox from 1977. Uh, yeah, we're getting some, you know, you have yeah, to I, I, dig more through this list. To see I think we're, I think else. we're in the weeds now. Let's see. Pepsi and Lucasfilm, Darth Vader, 1997, just pro oh, for the special edition. Ooh, that's pretty cool. Didn't we have like the baby, uh, what was that one commercial with the baby talking about joining like an, uh, a legal commercial or something? Remember when the baby was talking and, and it, it was his name baby Doug? You're 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 blowing out my brain here. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm oh, the, and then the the frogs, the Budweiser frogs. The Budweiser oh, but of course, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, it was that was pretty classy. I'm skimming through. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything jumping out at me here. So, hmm. Yeah, well, there apparently you go. there was a Subaru Brat ad from 1982. Charlie. Oh my god, <laughs> my gr- my grandfather had a Subaru Brat. And it got stolen out of his driveway, which is just like, yuck. Wow. So, talk about a classic car. Yeah. Uh, another yeah. one was the Budweiser What's Up ads came out of the yep. Super Bowl. Um, yep, but yep, other yep. than that, yeah, I mean, uh, you have it's just a lot of these are more recent. So I don't see anything else that like sparking my, right. Um, right. my brain to say, yeah, this was iconic. But I think we hit right. quite a few of the good ones. Right, right, right. All right. Last segment, taking it home, best and probably craziest halftime show. So. Oh, let's see. Uh oh, it's not. Is this not all on one page? Uh, you is can do a, the slideshow. Oh, the yeah. slideshow, making it difficult. So, oh no, there is a list of slides. I, I have the one that is usually the link. Nope. Oh, there we go. I lied. All right. It's not right. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't really need the, the list of slides is good. So, okay, let's just we'll pick a couple of memorable ones out of here. So, oh my god, I'll do the uh, first one, Charlie. This one's crazy. It's from 1995. This had it had Indiana Jones, the Temple of the Doom, Forbidden Eye, a cheesy choreography, tacky costumes. Patty LaBelle was in this, and the dancers were pantomiming Indiana Jones and Marion Ravenwood. Oh my goodness! What? Oh my goodness! Patty LaBelle and Tony Bennett singing the Lions Kings. Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> what? Oh my God. 
So Lucasfilm lost. I'm going to toss out just a couple of ones that I remember. Uh, I do remember a very weird combination of Aerosmith and NSYNC on stage in 2001. Because I just remember Steven Tyler singing uh, Walk This Way and then Justin or somebody going, doing a little dance around. It was just like, oh, this is just, this shit is just not working for me. Some of the mashups are very weird. Like this one, it was uh, 1997. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and the Blues Brothers got back together for a 1997 halftime show with John Goodman um, and ZZ Top showed up as well. Oh my God. I remember, uh, you know, I love, I love the Beatles. Paul McCartney was always my favorite. He was the halftime show in 2005. And I just remember it just, did it, it, he just did not sound great it was just not working for me so he he came on like he was doing like paperback writer or a few of the beatles classics and it was just it was kind of flopping for me so oh what else you got I, here okay, oh, yeah. okay I'm, I'm fighting one so uh one of the this is a weird one um so unfortunately we had in 2011 we had the black eyed peas halftime show uh they essentially then got uh slash to come on stage oh, to sing a sweet child of mine. That's a fail. That's a fail folks. I I think you might be right. Yeah. Uh, oh, here's another one, Charlie. Uh, this was in, uh, what year was this? Uh, 1999. Uh, we had uh, Stevie wonder, glorious fun and big bad voodoo daddy. Ooh, isn't that one of your ska bands? I know that you were in it. Is, no, is it? they're one no. of those swing bands. They're swing band, you know. Oh, swing! I knew that was the other, you know, um, the the other fad of the nineties. Nobody talks about anymore. Oh, sorry, Todd. It had to be said. Oh, what is it? Sun, uh, rockin' country Sunday. I mean, I'm sure that was very big for the crowd in 1994. Yeah. My goodness, look at a him. Good, a good Bill Travis Tritt. Then we had oh, yeah. uh, Clint the Judds, the Judds, yeah, yeah. Tucker. So why not? You know, give the country kids some something, right? Absolutely, maroon. Five, which I've rarely been a fan of, but Maroon Five with some rap guys on stage. The guy in the big fur coat. Not, I mean, I'm sure it names him underneath so here. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, just yeah. do not care. Uh, Shania Twain and No Doubt from O3. This, this was not long after Shania's uh, heyday, but Sting was on stage with them. Interesting choice. Yeah, with No Doubt. Yeah, that's a, No Doubt. Talk about that. No Doubt doesn't even exist anymore because Gwen Stefani kind of like kicked him to the curb and said, "It's all about me." It was a very long time ago. We got Diana Ross in a celebra- a, a celebration of herself in the 30 years of the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> look at her. It's like she's that's her. You know, kicking the Super Bowl to the curb because you know I'm Diana Ross. So thank you very much. Uh, I already talked about this one. I saw one. Oh God! Well, of course, one of the most iconic from 04. Choose, oh, wow. <laughs> choose or lose. Jessica Simpson with Jan Jackson, P Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, and Justin Timberlake. Very famous for the yeah, it was it was absolutely staged Nipplegate where. Timberlake is standing next to Janet Jackson and rips off the cover over one of her breasts. And yes, I absolutely saw the nipple without a doubt. I was, I, that was the exact moment I choose to be looking at it. There's nipple. I've seen all that I needed to see this year. Then I turned the TV off. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Didn't happen that I, way. But I yes. remember where I was. I was at my uh, sales meeting for my mini role and my old job back when I was in sales. I remember oh I was gosh. at that party and we're like, what the heck just happened? So exactly. it was iconic. Uh, yes. And totally planned. 
And 100 percent Coldplay with Beyonce in 16. Don't really care. Oh, and Bruno Mars. Yeah, that was a good performance. Yeah. The Stones in 16. It's the Stones. The Stones don't have bad performances, in my opinion. It's the Stones. Oh, next with the 2021, The Weeknd. The Weeknd, we were watching HBO right before Last of Us came on last night. And The Weeknd has some special coming out. I just I don't care for that guy. And I know he's just I don't think he's I think he's. I guess some people really think he's like the greatest thing in the world. I think he's a right. good singer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Mm. I'm just trying to get it. Shakira and J-Lo uh, in 2020. That Was there – boy, it's Super Bowl in the 2020. Oh, because it was in this time of year. And then the shutdown happened in March, April in 2020. So this was when would have been one of the last big things. So Katy Perry in 2015. What Are you that looking at this picture? Yeah, it oh, was that, wild. I remember that it was wasn't wild. Was like Left Shark was one of the things too? Oh, like God, they had the two right. sharks. Left Shark. She showed up like a – she was almost like she was a Power Ranger. She showed up on this big tiger. Oh, that's right. Oh, my Oh my god. It was a good performance though. I, I oh my really gosh. like Katy Perry. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Madonna in 2012 um uh still looking like a human being cuz I saw a picture recently and I I will say no more. Um nope. yes, she has well, she has left she has left us on this plane, but this, this, oh, Charlie! But she, it also had Nicki Minaj, MIA, CeeLo Green, and LMFAO. Talk about uh, a group. Yeah, that's a, ca- a capsule of 2012. Um, also, never get a bad show out of Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, 2009. Even Little Steven uh, during his time on The Sopranos, looking yeah. just uh, like in that show. Bruno Mars, Bruno love Mars, him. twice. So he was a he was a additive to the one show, and then got his own. He's great. Right. My son, he's my son adores Bruno Mars. Like yeah. I need to find a way to get him to see him because he loves yeah. all his more is more. I don't know if you listen to this Silk Sonic stuff he's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, no, you shared that with me and I did listen to oh, it. I it's totally it, so. 70s like funk. Totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, t- the late Tom Petty in 2008, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I mean, how could that have been a bad show? But yeah, the never let you down late Lady Gaga in 2017 looking like a uh, cat because she's wearing a, her, her sparkly thing. She's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Pretty iconic. Oh, Michael so. Jackson, ninety-three. Wow, um, talk, talk about a moment in time. I mean, it's it's Michael Jackson. What are you going to say? Yeah, and because um, let's see, the I don't know what album at that time came out. Yeah, it would have been dangerous. Or, black or, black, oh, dangerous, dangerous yeah. not black or white. Black or white. That was black or white was the there. it was the single. Yeah, it was the lead oh, single. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. So he was still like. He didn't have a lot of tarnish on his his resume at the time, and I yeah, was a he was, Michael Jackson fan. He was on his way. And you know what? I will always respect the music he made, if not the person he was. The late Prince in 2007 uh, knocked out a lot of his classics, plus a version of Proud Mary, and all along the Watchtower and the Foo Fighters, The Best sure. of You. I mean, the, uh, and from your uh, your homeboy there in the Twin Cities, just what a what a talent. My God, Miss yeah. Prince. Miss yeah. Prince. And then the number one on their list, I'm assuming these were ranked, is Queen Bay herself, Beyonce in 2013. It's you know what? Beyonce, it's, it's we never talk about – we don't talk about her enough. I mean I, we should put like – just have a podcast all about Beyonce because nobody's talking about her at all. You think that so? That is me being sarcastic, folks. Because Underappreciated talent? Uh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I just think Beyonce is one of those people like Madonna was at the time, uh, Taylor Swift. I just feel like, wow, they just their PR groups do such a great job that that's they're, all they, the world they, surrounds. They were, yeah, they were high on the thing that, like Taylor Swift, very high right now, and of course, a lot of, a lot of buzz because of the whole Ticketmaster thing falling, falling apart, and but, whatever uh, it is. But yeah. what, what goes up must come down. But yeah, this uh, the halftime shows are a great. That is a great snapshot of time. Um, 
looking at different things that were popular and things that endure and things that don't like that Indiana Jones thing. Like what the, what, what the hell are they thinking about yeah, that? You, yeah. There was a time when the Super Bowl halftime was like not star studded. That one of the worst ones was in Minneapolis way back in the day. Had they, they had up with people. I mean, <laughs> up, up with miniskirts. Oh my yeah, God. Exactly. But last year's I thought was really good with the hip hop crew. I mean, Dr. Dre, Eminem, uh, I yeah. mean, Mary oh, yeah. J. Blige. It was really solid, really well done. I mean, all, they, they played the hits and they know what to do. Really well done. And this year with Rihanna, I don't know how that's going to go with a solo artist. I assume there will be guest stars that show up because right. it's hard for one person to just command 15 well, minutes of music. I was going to say, um, yeah. you know, and the Paul McCartney was a great example because even though that was almost 20 years ago, I still remember that even as much as I like him, I didn't like that performance. But he didn't bring out, you know, he didn't bring out the other surviving Beatles at this time because there was. Didn't bring out DMC to back him up. Yeah, exactly. Paperback writer. And Mr. Elton John. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Oh, well. Yeah, so, you know, this year should be fun. It's it's going to be a good time. The Super Bowl is more about getting together, having a good time. Yep. You know, a set of time. Rarely does the game actually live up to expectations. But, Charlie, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's going to win? Who's playing again? Chiefs. Chiefs and the Eagles. Well, as I told you, my ex-wife is from Kansas, so I don't like Kansas. Uh, my brother lived in Philadelphia for a while. It's a very unique city. I'm going to go with the Eagles. All right. Uh, my heart's with Kansas City, uh, but I think the Eagles are the better team. So I cool. should probably go with uh, reality and go with the Eagles, who's who I All think right. I want to win. But I want the Chiefs to win. So if anybody knows, if Todd roots for your team, be prepared to be very angry, Todd. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And don't forget, uh, choose your favorite eagle. That would be Glenn Fry or Don Henley or no, and those other guys. And I Joe can see Walsh. the song, Fry Up an Eagle, two or three. See, you got a parody. Ouch. I would say that bald eagles is an endangered animal. It's bad. It's a bad idea. Oh, my goodness. Well, friends, with that, our show comes to a close uh thank you again obviously to all of our awesome patreons we are very grateful for you and so excited for a lot of the great new stuff that we're going to uh, bring you visit us over on patreon.com slash secret friends unite to look at your options for joining our patreon network todd where do people find you out there Oh, you can follow me at T Oxtra for all things nerd and geek related. Um, but yeah, folks, check out our uh, website, secretfriendsunite.com, for everything we do, our YouTube page. Uh, and actually, sign up for our network podcast feed uh, because you know what? You get all of the podcasts versus just one and you might find out you want to know about star trek or star wars or video games it's one-stop shopping and it doesn't cost anything to sign up to our network feed. so definitely give that a ride so uh you can find me over on twitter at the c3 just go ahead and spell it out uh my lovely wife april and i do run the uss grand petoskey that is the west michigan based chapter of the international star trek fan club i also actually run the region which includes michigan and eastern canada if you're hearing my voice live in one of those areas and love Star Trek, please drop me a line. We'd love to hear from you. And with that, I'll tell you one last time that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. I'd like to buy the world a Coke in perfect harmony. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. 
Visit SeekerFriendsUnite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at SecretFriendsU on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.